I don't consider myself a musician, I consider myself a sound artist. I don't use an instrument and I don't practice. Musicians are individuals that hone their practice on a tool or, and on an instrument and they follow a graphic composition that everyone understands the world over. I mean, there's various versions of music notation, but overall there's notes and a scale and, uh, and people follow it and understand this language and can read it and follow it. I can't. <laughs> I learned to play the piano when I was nine, but I only learned it so that I could figure out how to play one song. And then once I learned the song, it was for Elise by Beethoven, I, I quit piano. That, that was all I wanted to do. I didn't want to learn music. I just wanted to see if I could play this complicated song that I loved. Uh, and so I don't have a musical um, language. Uh, what I do have is a sonic one. Because sound has been such a big part of my life, I understand music qualities, musical qualities, but I don't, uh, I don't have the same kind of um, training as a musician does. And with that, musician comes with a heavy history of recording. You are supposed to follow a certain economic practice, which is you learn, hone your instrument, then you collaborate, participate in sonic ideas that are written out in musical form. You practice those compositions, and then you record them. And from that, the recordings become commodities that uh, an economic model is structured to sell. Uh, because I feel like I'm a sound artist, not a musician, I feel that I don't have to participate in this old economic model. I think it's outdated, and I think uh, commodifying sound, or at least my sound, is unnecessary. Because I can't just create special improvised moments. The moments give me the opportunity to be created. It's not my work. And that's what I always tell people. I'm not the artist. Chance and the present moment is. I'm actually a really bad artist. When I put my ideas out into the public, it always fails. When I take a step back and allow the moment to present its ideas and give it a structure or some kind of a platform where it can expose itself, their ideas are always the best. And so I don't feel that recording is is a necessary process in my work. So for the past 10 years, decade, uh, I haven't released anything. I've only performed live, which pretty much makes my presence in the music industry a myth. I, I'm, there, there are uh, YouTube videos you can find of me performing live, but the thing is, is when you watch those performing performances or if there are recordings of me there for like benefits that where I don't benefit financially from them, it's for other causes. But when you listen to these recordings, they have no character. They have no place in the moment that you're listening to it because it belonged at a different time. And that audience remembers it and they take that memory and that memory is their commodity. I don't believe in trying to own memories because that's not my business. My business is creating the memories for those that are there at that time. Even when people say, oh, I'm sorry, I missed your show. I'm like, it's okay, you weren't meant to be there. You weren't supposed to hear it. The people that are there were meant to hear it. When it's your turn, it, it'll be the right time for you to hear it. I have no control over that. I just show up and, <laughs> and make it happen.
Thanks for listening to Organized Noise. Next week, you will hear Tanya Orning, a cellist from Oslo, Norway, who has collaborated with many electroacoustic and acousmatic composers. Have a nice week.